put some plans in place for the 2024 and look forward to what God will do with our men's ministry in 2024. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you in 2 Peter chapter 1? We're going to read verses 1 through 4 together. Thank you, Jesus. All right? You have it. Let's read from the New King James Version. Let's read all together. Ready? Read. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, to the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So notice in verse 3, his divine power has given us something. And then in verse 4, we are made partakers of his divine nature. So his divine power has given us something. We'll deal with that. And then his, because of his promises, we've been made partakers of his divine nature. Today I want to talk on the subject, and we're going to pray real quick. Unlocking and unleashing divine potential. Unlocking and unleashing divine potential. Now, why don't you put your Bible down for a moment? Let's just pray. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Let's just allow the Spirit of God to fully come in this place. Let's set an atmosphere for the Word of God. Let's set our hearts to receive the Word of God. We need the Holy Spirit's help this morning. Holy Spirit wants to speak to us something this morning. He wants to speak something to us this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, position yourself to receive. Position yourself to receive. Position yourself to receive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, in this place. We welcome you in this place. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, in this place. Prepare our hearts now to receive the word. Holy Spirit, open the word to us. Holy Spirit, open our eyes that we may see. Open our ears that we may hear. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, sweet Holy Spirit. Make this word real to us. Make this word real to us. Make this word real to us this morning. We want to receive. We want to receive. We want to receive. We want to unlock. We want to unleash that which you've placed inside of us so we may do great exploits. Your word says, God, that those who know you shall be strong and do exploits. We pray, Father, today as we receive this word, it will enable us to do great exploits for the kingdom's sake in the earth realm that you might have glory in this earth. God, move by your spirit in this place today. We receive you. We receive your word. We receive you. And we receive your word. I wish everybody would say it. We receive you. And we receive your word. Say it one more time. Everybody, we receive you. And we receive your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Unlocking and unleashing divine potential. Unlocking and unleashing divine potential. Every born again, again believer, listen to me right now, has enormous, untapped 
potential. Notice I said every born-again believer. If you're not born again, uh, I admonish you today, get born again. Um, Because if you're not born again, um, you are limited in life. But if you're born again, you have unlimited potential. And if you're born again, you have enormous untapped potential. And the desire of the Holy Spirit today is to get you and me to allow him to work along with him, to cooperate with him, to unlock and then to unleash divine potential. Thank you, Jesus. There's something that God has for us and God has for us to do and to become. The Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of God would cover the earth even as the waters cover the sea. And how is that going to happen? It's not, God's not going to cause mist to come down on the earth and people are going to know his glory. They're going to know the glory of God through the movement and the operation and the exploits of his people. Are you listening today? God doesn't just save you to deliver you from hell. If that were the case, he simply saved you and let you come on home right then and right there. But God, when he saves us and leaves us here, it's because there's something great he asks us to do in the earth. And uh, we have to begin to tap into what God has put on the inside of us. Are you with me this morning? Your potential, listen to me very carefully, is not based on your ethnicity. It's not based on your nationality. It's not based on your gender. It's not based on what family you came from. It's not even based on your educational level. It's not based on any human factor. I'll say it again because you didn't hear what I said the first time. Your potential is not based on your ethnicity. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, Latino, Asian, doesn't matter what you are. Your skin does not determine your potential. Your nationality does not limit your potential. Doesn't matter whether you're from uh, the West Indies or West Africa. Or West Virginia, it doesn't matter with God. If the moment you're born again, you have this enormous potential. Doesn't matter what family you were born in, doesn't matter if you went to school or only went to third grade or if you graduated uh, with, with your PhD, that, that has nothing to do with your potential. Now, you got to hear what I'm saying because, see, in the earth realm, they're going to teach you that based on how much education you have or what side of the tracks you grew up on or where you live, and, you know, what, what town. See, p- people think their, their potential is based on their geography. And, and you know, i, I got to leave St. Pete because there's not enough potential. See, it doesn't matter where you go. There you are. Doesn't matter where you go. There you are. And so it's not your city that determines your your potential. It's what's on the inside of you that determines your potential. Doesn't matter what family you're from, it's what's inside that determines your potential. Are y'all hearing this? Being born again puts us into a a different class of people. A super class. Hallelujah. A super race. Hello, somebody. A super class. If you're, if you're, how many born again people do I have in front? Let me look at because y'all, some of y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. If you're born again, I saw a lot of hands. People not born again. We need to get saved today. I saw a lot of hands. People not born again. Is that or you're just hard headed? Um, but if, if you're born again, then you're in a different class. You're in a different, a different race. You better catch this. You're, you're not limited by blackness. I didn't get anything on that side. I didn't get hardly anything on this side either. You're not limited by blackness or whiteness 
or any mess on this planet. See, because society will try to put that kind of cap on you and, and make you think that because you're of a certain race or gender or class, there's only so far you can go in life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because the moment you got born again, the Bible says in Christ there's no more Jew or Gentile, no more, no more slave or free, no more male or female. I wish I had a little more feedback here. There's no more, no more difference in Christ. Once you're born again, once you're in Christ, you're in a new super race, a new super class, a new super species. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. How many of y'all are in Christ? Then you are a new creation. Old things, old things, old things are passed away and all things Notice that it didn't say all things first. It said old things, and then it said all things. Old things, so whatever was your old status, whatever was your old limit, whatever was your old categorization, has passed away. And all things have become new. Hallelujah. If anyone is in Christ, he's a what? New, new, new. Everybody say new. new. He's a new creation. I, I've given you this before. I want to give it back to you. This word new comes from the, the, the Greek word kahinos. Kahinos, which I, there, there's more to this definition. I just gave you the parts that, that, that are pertinent to what this verse means here. It means unprecedented. Are y'all listening? If anyone be in Christ, he's an unprecedented creation. Pre precedent, unprecedented means there's nothing to reference to. JC, you got this back there. If, if, if you're in Christ, you, you have no point of reference anymore on this planet for what you can do what you can be, what you can have, where you can go, all you can achieve. You have your, your mama and your grandmama and your great-granddaddy and all your cousin them, they're not your point of reference. Hallelujah. Unprecedented. Unprecedented means it's, it's never happened before. No record. There's, there's, no, there's no point of reference anymore. We, we have a, a new precedence. Our new precedence is Jesus. So all the natural precedents that we had are, 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 are gone. They're, they're passed away. So don't, 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 don't reference my family medical history as to how long I'm supposed to live. Because I'm unprecedented. I, I, I feel it. I feel like people that's not look. It, it, it doesn't matter if my family grew up in the projects. That, that, this, this, see, I'm unprecedented. Unprecedented, uncommon. If any man be in Christ, he's an uncommon creature. If you're uncommon, that means that your life's supposed to be different than the rest of the world. Uncommon, that means unusual. It's just, nobody knows it. No, you, no, no, you can't relate to me. And y'all don't hear this. And I can't relate to you. So people in the world come tell you about all their problems, and you, they say, you know, man, this show is rough right now. You can't say, oh, yeah, I know how you feel. No, you don't. How, how you know how they feel? You, you're uncommon. You can say, I used to know how you feel. 
Y'all ain't saying that. I don't know. I used to, yeah, I, I remember what that was like. I remember. I remember, I remember being broke. I remember being sick all the time. I remember being depressed. I remember being anxious. I remember being fearful. I remember being scared all the time. I, I remember, yeah, I, I remember that, but that ain't, that ain't my lot in life now. I'm, I'm in a new creation. I'm a, I'm, a new, I'm a new species. I'm in a new race. Unprecedented, uncommon, watch this, unheard of. Unheard of. If you are in Christ, you are a, an unheard of creation. Ain't nobody ever heard of anything you can do. Who ever heard of you coming out? No, I can't say it. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Who ever heard of you having more money than the bear got guts? Who ever heard of? Not, not, not from where you're from. See, 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 see. God wants to give you an unheard of life, an uncommon life, an unprecedented life. And the problem with most people in the body of Christ, many of you sitting right up in here looking at me, is you go back out there and you look around you. And you set your, your sights based on what's around you, what you can see. And God's trying to get you to understand, no, uh, you're a new creation. Everything about your life is supposed to be unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. Thank you, Lord. That's right. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, eyes have not seen, ears Ears unheard of. Neither has it entered to the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. So the things God has prepared for you are unheard of. Anybody ready for some unheard of blessing? Uncommon blessing? Unprecedented blessing? Hallelujah. Now, let me, let me just warn you. I'm going to warn you. I'm going to move on. I'm going to warn you. Because anytime, anytime you do something that is unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of, you're going to catch flat. Anytime you do something different, something that goes against the mainstream, something that goes against the norm, People are going to look at you funny and talk about you and say something out. So I don't know if y'all can handle that. You say you want that, but I'm not sure if you can handle that. Some of you may, you may be more comfortable being liked. Some of y'all, you may, you may be more comfortable fitting in. But God's trying to give you a blessing and a life that doesn't fit in with the norm. An unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of life. But the blessing comes with persecution. Tell your neighbor, the blessing comes with persecution. If you're going to live this kind of life, you're going to be talked about, mistreated, lied on, cheated, as long as I got King Jesus. And an unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of life. So what this means is there's nothing in this, on this planet with which to compare ourselves. Now, what am I talking about today? What's my, what's my subject? Unlocking. What kind of potential? I'm not talking about your potential. I said divine. Because if you're born again, you now have divine potential. Second Corinthians 10, 12. I want you to see this here. Second Corinthians 10, 12. Matter of fact, before you go there, go back to Second Corinthians 5, 17. 
Because I wanted you to see a couple of translations. I, I don't want to miss that media. Excuse me. G- give me that same 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the ERV. In the ERV. Can y'all read it with me? Ready? Read. A whole new world. See, that ain't fairy tale. Oh, man. It ain't fairy tale. Not just a song. For you and me, when we get saved, we're in a whole new world. We're in this world, but no longer of this world. I got a whole new world right here in this world. I'm not in this system here. I'm not bound by what's going on here. Who am I preaching to today? It's it's a whole new world. The old things are what? Gone. Suddenly, new, 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 everything, new, 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 everything. See, and the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, you got born again and everything became new. Your spirit knew it, but your soul didn't know it. So you've still been trying to operate like old in the new. You didn't even realize you had a bank account with unlimited funds in it. You didn't know that you had 120 years now living. You didn't, you didn't know all of a sudden you had peace and joy. Righteousness on, on the inside. You didn't know all of a sudden you had all this good stuff because all the old is gone and suddenly everything is new. Pastor, that's you just making this up. I'm reading the scripture. I'm not. I mean, if, if the scripture line, then we'll all shut down and go home. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, stop believing your lying eyes. You're not dying. <laughs> You're not going to always be like this. You'll never be this broken other day in your life. This is the brokest you'll ever be. This is the worst you'll ever be in your life. Your path is getting brighter and brighter to the perfect day. Proverbs 4.18. Am I in the scriptures now? See, if I don't call scripture, don't, don't listen to me. But if we're in scriptures, you better hear what I'm saying to you. Because I'm describing your new, unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of life. Give me that also. Let's look at this one, one more place. In the Good News Translation. The Good News Translation. The Good News Translation. Ready? Read. Anyone. Anyone who enjoys Christ is a new being. The old is gone. The, the new. new has come. The new has what? Come. You ain't got to go get it. It's already come. He, he'll bring it to you. Bring the wealth, everything. It, 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 it come. Are you hearing me? The, the new has come. Now watch this. Oscar, if the new has come, I think that means you have it. I, yeah, you're right. You, you, you know, I, I get them alerts. I, you know, I, I like I like ordering stuff online. Any of us like that? Three of y'all. Okay. Let, let me describe it. Let me describe it. I, I, I never smoked weed. I never did crack. I never snorted cocaine. I never shot hair on. I, I never I never did drugs. I never drank alcohol. Um, my, my drug of choice was women. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm gonna come back over here. My drug of choice was women. I'm saved now, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and married now. But before, my drug of choice was women. Okay, I'm just, I'm just making it fun. Okay. I don't understand how anybody can. Any man can look at another man and get the same kind of pleasure and joy. You a man gonna look at look at a man gonna look at another bow-legged man and get some kind of joy out of that. What's wrong with you? Okay. Anyway, so my drug of choice. Anyway, um, so so so. So now, now, 
I get, I get a kick out of online ordering. I do. I just, I don't really want to go in any store ever. And uh, so I, I order things online. And you know, how many of y'all ever order from Amazon? Amazon, if you order multiple things, somehow their, their logistics is just crazy. Uh, you would think it all comes from one place and come in one day. But if I order three or four things, and they, they'll give you an option of um, let it all come to you on one day, but it's going to be like next week. Let it all come one day. You order four or five different things, it'll come on one day. And I always say no. Mm -mm. They, they, they say we want to, you know, less boxes, less trips to your house. I said no, uh-uh. I, 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 get, I get a high. Off, off that, that delivery coming to my house. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. No, don't, don't, don't box all mine up in one. Let it come next week. No, let, let's, let, I want something to come every day. Every day. Every, every day. That, that's what it feels feel like Christmas every day. Like, every day. Wow. What I, what I get a kick out of is that notification. Your order has arrived. Oh. I have news for you. The old is gone and the new has come. Everything you need has come. Everything you desire has come. It's not coming. It has come. It's in your life right now. Why don't you give God praise for that? Second Corinthians 10, 12. Second Corinthians 10, 12. So, so because of that new life, I don't, I don't have anything to compare myself to. So Paul says this in Second Corinthians 10, 12. Watch what he says. Paul says, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. Other people who think they all that. He says, don't compare yourself to them. He says, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So what Paul is saying is, it's stupid, it's foolish for you to look at other people and compare yourself to them. Because what God has given you is unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. So you don't have any, any, anything to measure by in this natural world. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, has entered the heart of man things God's prepared for those who love him, right? First Corinthians 2 9. Okay, so if you compare yourself with other people, you say, Well, look at that, look what that car Pauline got. Man, I, man, that's a nice car. I wish I had a car like that. Okay, but here's the thing once, even if somebody gets a, a seven bedroom, eight and a half bath mansion with six car garage, you know, on a half acre. Bid unto me. Okay. Don't compare yourself. Because we got to also look at Ephesians 3.20. Because it says, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Now watch this. Once Pauline's got it, I can think it. Okay, I only use Pauline because y'all are jealous. Okay, once Sharon, Sharon's got it, now I can think it. See, in other words, once I've seen somebody with it, I can think it. But the mistake I make is now making that my potential. Because, see, now that I can think it, he said I can do above that. See, now, now, now that I, I can think, see, once I see it, I can think it. But see, once I think it, he says I can do exceeding abundantly above. So you still don't have any precedent. You still don't have anything to compare to. And the worst thing you and I can do is, is start looking at other folk and, and start looking at what they have because you got to watch out for that green-eyed monster. Jealousy and envy setting in. No, no, celebrate. That's why the Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice. 
So unless he gets his big house, we're going to do what? We're going to rejoice. Unless you want a big house. You want to take it? You, you're going you're gonna to need it. You're going to have a wife and all the kids and all that stuff running around. You're going to need a big old house, man. But once he gets it, we're going to rejoice. And we're going to say, God, if you can do it for Lester, you can do it for me. Don't give me what you gave Lester, though. Because eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It hasn't entered the heart of many things that God has prepared. So God has prepared something for Lester, but he's got something also for me. Okay, prepared. Prepared means pre-cut. Pair, it's pre-cut. Um, this, this suit, this, this suit is, is pre-cut. This, this suit uh, wasn't from Dillard's. This wasn't off the rack. This was a, somebody came to me, measured me, and cut this, this suit. Deacon Mack might like it, but he'll never fit it. Somebody might say, Pastor, what's your size? Or I'm not going to tell you my size. What, what's your size? They would say, okay, um, that's my size too. I know that might be your size, but this has been cut from my shoulders. When they, when they, watch this. Watch. When they measured me, they found out that one of my shoulders is, is lower than the other. So they cut my suit accordingly. Y'all don't like this kind of stuff. Am, am I talking too big? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Y'all jealous? Oh, okay. Let me just make sure y'all not jealous about that. This, because you can have your own custom everything you want to. I said you can have your own. Thank you, Lord. That's what it means. God's got custom stuff for you. That's what, this, that's what all this means. Unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. You can have your own bespoke life. Uh, I'm going home. I'm going home because y'all ain't saying nothing. You can have, can I, I can talk to y'all because y'all got it. You can have your own bespoke life. They found out one of my arms, my arms aren't the same length. So they, they, they cut my suit. I should say, they make it. They're not taking another suit and cutting it. They're making a suit specific to my arm length. Two different lengths. Hey, don't, don't let jealousy keep you from receiving what I'm saying. I'm talking about God wants this for you and for me and every one of us unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. Specifically for you. Hallelujah. 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 You don't want a wife off the shelf. Okay, I'm okay. No, come on now, right? Am I right about it? You, you know, people do that, these mail order, you know, this y'all but no, no. What's them things, them things y'all scroll on, all that y'all scroll, tender women, all that kind of stuff. That's 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 off the shelf. Oh boy, I made a few of y'all mad. Let me keep going. So we don't compare ourselves with each, with each other. You and I have to measure ourselves by divine gauges because we have divine potential. Not these natural gauges we have. How much money you have. That, don't measure yourself by that. How much education you have? Don't measure yourself by that. Uh, where you live? That, don't measure yourself by that. You measure yourself by divine gauges. Are oh, y'all hearing me? Tell your neighbor the sky's not your limit. We just sing that song. The sky is the limit to what I can have. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. The sky's not the limit. See, <laughs> you have divine potential. 
It's beyond the sky. Thank you, Jesus. The problem is God, so many people, God's people have been robbed of destiny because we didn't know our true potential. You take IQ tests, SATs, ASVABs, and all those tests, natural tests, are to tell you, they're, they're going to tell you what your potential is. And so you let some score. Y'all ain't got to holler back, but I know I'm right. You let some score cap you and tell you what your potential was because of some man-made test. Some man-made test. Tell you that, it's a man-made test. You know, I, I, I like sports. I like sports. And uh, uh, in, in uh, sports, the professional sports, particularly um, uh, football, they have something called the NFL Combine. How many of you ever heard of the NFL Combine? And the NFL Combine, what they do, all the, uh, most of the college athletes who, uh, college football players who aspire to go and play professional football with the NFL, they attend the NFL Combine. And they're going to measure them on how fast uh, they are. Uh, they're going to measure them on how strong they are. They're going to measure them on all these different things uh, that, that, that are going to kind of give them a gauge as to how they expect this person to perform at that higher level. But in sports, there, there, there's... There's something else called uh, immeasurables or intangibles. In other words, okay, we know how fast you run. We, we can see how strong you are. We, 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 we know, you know, you, you're good, you know, you, you're agile. You can go side to side pretty quickly. But what we cannot measure on all of our gauges, what we cannot measure on all of our clocks, what we cannot measure is what's inside you. I wish I had some more help with it. We, we can measure your speed and your agility and your strength, but what we cannot measure is what's inside of you. And, and, and I don't care how fast you are, and I don't care how strong you are, and I don't care how agile you are. If there's nothing on the inside of you, that strength and that agility and that speed will equate to nothing, but you can be, you can be a not-so-speedy person. Tom Brady... Tom Brady performed so poorly in his combine that he went in what round? A sixth round? Eleventh round? Sixth round, I think, back then. That's like last round. I think he was the last quarterback taken in that whole draft. Y'all know Tom Brady? Y'all know Tom Brady? Seven Super Bowls later, retired Tom Brady. He wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the most agile. But there's something intangible, something immeasurable on the inside of him that caused him to outperform everybody else. I contend that today that there's something immeasurable, something intangible on the inside of you that if you let God unlock and unleash that potential, you'll outperform everybody else around you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? This is the vineyard. In, in the 17th chapter of Samuel, uh, Goliath the giant was selling wolf tickets. He was talking junk. 40 days to the Israelite army talking about all he going to do to them. Selling wolf tickets. And, and what happened? Forty days, the children of Israel, the Israelite army, they got ready to let look, and they saw him come out, they back up. Every time. 
Here come little old David. You know, David was a little boy. David was a little teenager. Little old David showed up. Hey, guys, what's going on? Young and ready, the Bible calls him. What's going on? Oh, we're at this war. What are you doing out here? Oh, dad sent me out here to bring you something, and you know, but what's going on? And they said, oh, this war, this old guy. And, and David said, what, what are we going to do about that? And they said, David, go on back to your, where you came from. And he said, is there not a cause? Isn't there a reason why we're out? And David said, he said, wait a minute. He said, now, what, what will the king give to the person who whoops this giant? And they said, David, go on back here, boy. You, you too short. You too young. You're too inexperienced. David, you don't have what it takes. Go on back. And David said, no, 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 no. Okay, let me ask somebody else. What are you going to give to the person who defeats this, this giant? And they said, well, they're going to they're gonna give his house uh, tax-free and make him rich, and he's going to give him a wife. A wife? They're going to give him a pretty? The king's daughter. I get the king's daughter and make me rich and my dad's house be tax-free? They said, yeah. He said, oh, let me at him. David, they said, they said, Saul, we found a guy, this little boy, David, who said he think he can, he can beat this giant. And David shows up to the king, and the king says, said David. He said, this man has been a warrior since his youth. He said, you just a youth. What happened? King Saul is measuring David and saying, David, you don't have what it takes. But David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? In other words, David said, all he has is human potential, but I have divine potential. King said, well, here, I, I tell you what, if you're going to do that, um, try to wear my armor. And David said, I can't wear that. I, I haven't tried that. I need something unprecedented. I need something uncommon. I'm going to beat him in, with something unheard of. You ain't never heard of nobody going to no battle with no slingshot. Y'all better. You ain't never heard of nobody defeating no giant with no slingshot. And so they said, okay, well, go on out. Do, do your best, young man. David runs out there. He looks up at this big old nine-foot-plus-tall giant. And the giant looks down on him. And the Bible, says, the Bible says Goliath despised him. Who are you, you little runt coming at me? And the giant, the giant is measuring David. Size. Strength, speed, agility. But he don't know what's inside. I'm all off my notes, so I might as well finish this. He doesn't know what's inside, David. And the giant said, man, you're going to come to me like that, man. I'm going I'm to feed you to the birds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And David said, you come against me with your sword and your shield and your stave. He said, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. All you have is your human potential. But I have, and I'm about to unlock, and I'm about to unleash this divine potential and I'm about to take you down today, boy. You get ready to go down today, boy, because I'm not comparing myself with all my brothers and all my friends and all my compadres, and I'm not comparing myself with you. I'm in line with God, and I have divine potential. Watch this. Watch this, Shante. Goliath, you might be nine feet tall, and I might be five foot three. But in the spirit, I'm 20 feet tall. I dare somebody say, devil, watch how you do me. I'm a bad man. I'm a, I'm a boy, you better, you don't. 
You might think I have nothing. You might think I have nothing. You might think I can't defeat you. But I have divine potential on the inside of me. And I know who I am. And I know whose I am. And if God be for me, who can be against me? If God be on my side, who can stand against me? And I may not look like much to you or you or you or you. But if you cut me open, you're going to find the spirit. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Greater is, and that's divine potential. Say, neighbor, I know you can't see it, but there's a giant inside of me. I may not look like much, but I have divine. And God's going to show me how to unlock. How to unlock. See, remember, the, the new has come. Which means it must be locked up inside you. But I got to unlock it because you can't unleash it till you unlock it. But once you unlock it, you can unleash it. And can't no devil in hell stop you from when you unleash what God put. Sit down. Give me five minutes. Five minutes. What time? At 12.51. Give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Because I want you to know that it's not you, it's what's in you. And I don't want anybody in this church, anybody under, under the sound of my voice, anybody in this ministry, to allow the devil to limit you anymore based on human factors. Ah, you, uh -huh. I'm, not, I'm not a regular person. Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. Moses didn't feel adequate to go before Pharaoh because he, st 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 he stuttered. But watch this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. Is he telling me this stuff right now? But are y'all ready for this? Yes. Moses said, God, I can't go before Pharaoh. Right. Okay. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. You want to know how, how God responded? No? God said, Moses, I'm going to make you a God to Pharaoh. Right. Y'all didn't catch it on this side. You caught it. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find somebody over here to catch it. Moses said, God, I don't compare. I, God, I'm not up to it. God said, Moses, shh, I'm going to make you a God to Pharaoh. You'll catch this by next Thursday. I'm going to make you a God to Pharaoh. Moses, I'm not looking at your natural potential. Moses, I know you stutter. Moses, I know you're fearful. Moses, I know you're afraid. Moses, I know you're slow of speech. But I'm not looking at what you have. I'm looking at what I put in you. And God said, I'm going to make you a God. I put divine potential in you. So that Moses, whenever you open your mouth, you move nature. Lift your, your rod. Here come the flies. Lift your rod. Here come the grasshoppers. Open your mouth. Here comes the darkness. Lift your rod. Here comes the lice. 
Lift your rod. And the water turned to blood. How is Moses doing that? By his humanity? By his divine? I'm going to make you a god. Let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. I don't want you to measure yourself by yourself about other people. Because God puts something inside you that's not measurable. Remember in Daniel chapter 6 when God, when, when King Darius set up governors over the land. 120 of them, satraps, governors. And then he put three leaders over them. 120 rulers over the province of Babylon, the empire of Babylon. And then over those 120, he put three to rule over those 120. So each person had 40 governors under him. But then the Bible says in Daniel 6, 3, that God, that Darius rather, King Darius, put Daniel over those three. Which meant Daniel was over the three, he was over the 120, which meant he was the prime minister of Babylon. Why? Not because he was smart. These were all smart people. Not because he was good looking. We know from chapter one, they were all good looking people. But because an excellent spirit Something inside of him that was immeasurable. You can measure IQ, but you can't measure excellence. An excellent spirit. Excellent spirit means that he has something in him that made him always go above and beyond. Something that went above other people. What he did, how he operated, was unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of. So the king said, I got to make you, put you over everybody. All these guys are smart. All these guys are good looking. But I got to put you over them because they don't have something you have. An excellent spirit. Where does Daniel get this excellence from? his relationship with an excellent God. And if you would spend time fellowshipping with an excellent God, you would develop an excellent spirit that will set you above everybody else around you. And you'll begin to live an unprecedented, uncommon, unheard of life. out of time. Stand to your feet. I got through my introduction. 